0: everybody, welcome to a new episode of Hallmark Heartbeats, a podcast all about Hallmark movies. I am your host, Camille, and today I am going to be reviewing the newest Hallmark film that was on the Hallmark Movies and Mysteries channel called Always Amore, starring two of Hallmark's favorite actors. Tyler Hines and Otto Breezer. This movie was also executive produced by famous chef Giada Laurinaitis. Okay, f- first of all, I love Tyler Hines <laughs> and Otto Breezer. I am a huge Tyler Hines fan. I will literally give my right leg, my left arm, my tongue, every single body part <laughs> of mine... Away, sell it to somebody so that I could get Tyler Hines on this podcast. He is my dream interview. I've interviewed Paul Campbell, um, Andrew Walker, I've interviewed Nikki Delotion. I love these Hallmark actors. They're like mm. awesome people. But the one person in the Hallmark actor category that Brought me into loving Hallmark was Tyler Hines. The very first new movie that I saw on the Hallmark channel Was a movie with him and Taylor Cole Um, I love Tyler. He's my favorite actor for Hallmark And I'm a huge Otto Breeser fan huge Otto Breeser fan the movie that was one of my favorites of hers that I fell in love with her on was a movie with Marcus Lucas. They, she did like some kind of barbecue contest or whatever. Love Autumn. There isn't a movie that either Tyler or Autumn starred in that that I didn't like. I love all of their movies. And it's so funny because you know how they do polls on Instagram or on Facebook or whatever, and there were several fan pages that would ask, who are the dream actors that you would like to see work together? You know, um, and my answer for every single one of them was Tyler and Autumn. (laughs) So when this movie was announced and the casting was announced, this girl was excited. I was like, "Oh my god, this is gonna be epic! This is my dream casting. This is my dream pairing. This is what I've been wanting for years to see." Because here's the thing, Autumn and Tyler, I have always felt were so talented, and they carry the movies. You know, no matter who you they're paired with in the movie. you always see them, you always pay attention to what they're doing, you always wonder where they're at, what they're saying, you you, and I have seen Tyler pair up with like less experienced actors or whatever (coughs) aka Lauren Elena. and I have to say he like made her look good so Of all of Tyler's movies I've seen, Roadhouse Romance was, in my opinion, the weakest one. But I was thinking to myself, like, Autumn and Tyler are equally talented. They're equally beautiful. They're screen grabbers. I want to see these people in a movie together. And this movie made it happen. They made it happen. And thank God they did. But I also was scared because you know how you want something so bad to happen you're so excited it's finally happening but then you watch it and you're like wait what was I watching that was not good <laughs> I did not like that I'm not a fan of it So I was definitely afraid that this was not going to this movie was not going to meet the expectations that the names Tyler Hines and Autumn Reezer carry with them. And I was like hesitant. I was like, oh my god, what if this movie sucks? But it was good. It was really, really good. I loved Always Amore. This movie is a very typical Hallmark trope. Um I've seen many movies of this recently. I mean, like, Welcome to Mama's was not that long ago. They had a very similar um, storyline where it's like a struggling restaurant or whatever. And they hire a consultant to come over and fix things in the restaurant and suggest things. So it's a very popular trope. I mean, it's so popular that Autumn did a movie, not that couple years ago called Love on the Menu that had a very similar storyline like almost to the T even as a single parent but in Love on the Menu she played the restaurant consultant who came to save the restaurant in Always Amore she was the restaurant owner or you know chef's widow who wanted to save the restaurant and Tyler was the restaurant consultant that came to um, watch to save it or whatever I put on my Instagram stories that this movie was very much like restaurant impossible for those who are you know maybe of a younger generation and don't know the reference there used to be a TV show called restaurant impossible starring chef Robert Irvine He would go to, like, different restaurants around the country, you know, write notes in the menu or whatever, eat their food, um, and then, like, you know, fix it, I guess. Fix the restaurant that is currently struggling and stuff. Um, It was a Food Network show, which I don't think is a coincidence, really, since... Giada Laurinaitis is also a Food Network chef, but Food Network personality. Um, This movie, though, just was a little bit different because most of the time, the person who's trying to save the restaurant and is, like, fighting against the uh, restaurant consultant was the actual chef. This one was the chef's widow. um, Autumn Marisa's character, her name is Elizabeth, Capizzi, her husband passed away three years ago. His name was Marcos Capizzi. He had opened a restaurant called Il Cibo Evita. I apologize if I am mispronouncing the name of the restaurant. I am not Italian. <laughs> she, her husband died three years prior. And she had been struggling for three years to keep the family open, I mean the restaurant open. Um, keeping everything the way her husband had been running the restaurant, you know, keeping all of the menus, keeping all of the dishes, keeping the restaurants look the same, even how they did business, you know, with um, bargaining and buying their ingredients and stuff like that. Because this was her husband's legacy. This was like her husband's, from what I understand, this is the only thing that she had left, really, f- from her husband, right? She's also a single um, single mom now to her daughter, Sophia, who is missing her dad, obviously. But the thing about it is, since the restaurant, since her husband had died, the restaurant has started struggling. So the majority owner of the restaurant hired Ben played by Tyler Hines, to come and, like, you know, figure stuff out and help improve the restaurant and make it better kind of thing. This, everybody all wanted to keep Marco's legacy alive, being that they were all, against changing the menus. Even the chef now, who was Marco's protege, was like, Ew, made wonderful dishes, beautiful dishes. And it looked good. It tasted, uh, the characters said that it tasted good. But he was like, I don't want to make change, make these dishes in the restaurant, because then what about Marco's? You know." He is, he, I am who I am because of Marcos. And the last thing I want to do is make it so that his legacy is gone. But, you know, Ben said to him, your talent is also Marcus's legacy, right? Because Marcos, like, saw this boy in Italy and, like, he was a dropout or whatever. And Marcos took him under his wing, paid for Culinary school with him brought him to America. Opened a restaurant with him. Everything. And it's true. As long as Antonio is still cooking. Marcus's legacy doesn't die. Because his dishes is in a way Marcus's legacy. Because it was proof of Marcus's goodness. There's another line in the movie that really touched my heart, that Autumn said when her friend was at, you know at, saying to her like, you know, there's more to life than just preserving Marcus' legacy. You're not living your life; you're living Marcus' life, or whatever. Her friend asked her, "What is it that you want? What is it that you really, really want?" And she said, "I want to have one day where I am not." worried about the future or thinking about the past that is some beautiful strong words that's just like powerful right there to just be present and not worry about her husband's legacy and not worry about whether or not the restaurant is closing But anyway, um, as people were honest, the movie were on. Ben and Elizabeth kind of, like, start falling for each other, which is typical of any Hallmark movie. But Elizabeth was reluctant to do so because, again, she, she just lost her husband for three years. She was still wearing her wedding band or whatever. But, you know, you can't deny that there was chemistry between her and Ben. Um, by the end of the movie, though, the majority owner of the restaurant had decided to sell his shares. Elizabeth wanted to buy it the shares from him, but she didn't have the money. The banks were reluctant to loan her the money considering the restaurant is already struggling or whatever. Um, but... You know, Ben said to him, look, to encourage the banks to loan us money, why don't we give them something to talk about? Like, so Antonio and Elizabeth entered this competition or whatever, and their food was judged, and the food was looked good. One of the judges said to them, like, your food was delicious. I voted for you, but the other two voted for the other chef, so they got first place or whatever. But here's the thing, they were giving samples to everybody who was at the event, not just the judges, obviously. And even though they didn't win, all of the people who were at the event were putting social media posts uh, talking about their food was great, save out chibo, you know, this food was the most delicious food they've ever eaten, etc., etc. You know, and the social media buzz gave Elizabeth hope and, you know, the restaurant was now like overbooked (laughs) and stuff. And I guess on one of the nights that the restaurant was open, the banker was there and she was like, hey. Let's talk, let's talk on Monday about this loan. Um, so I guess the restaurant is now saved. Ben was supposed to go to Greece, which was his next restaurant or whatever. But instead he chose to stay with Elizabeth because he doesn't want to be a wanderer anymore. He wants to go... He wants to say with Elizabeth, this is his home. This is his anchor or whatever. So they kiss Um, Ben. There's, uh, there's a lot of parts that I'm missing out here. But yeah, that's pretty much the gist of the movie. Really cute, loving, awesome movie. Like Tyler is hot. I love the new haircut. He had some questionable hair in 2020. I mean, Sweet Carolina is a good movie. But Tyler, that was not a good hair movie. <laughs> okay, this is a better look. Even though personally I prefer his like it's Christmas Eve look. More than this crafty look. But we're getting there. We are getting there. Um But anyway. I there are just some things that I did not like. Well, one thing in particular. And it's this. Hubbard has like an obsession, a love love relationship with Italian cuisine. With Italy. With Italian cuisine. With Italy. Okay. (laughs) This is the third movie Uh, in... Two months <laughs> less than two months and so like six weeks, it wasn't that long ago <laughs> where that an Italian restaurant an Italian cuisine is like the center of the movie. I mean, the third wedding veil movie had um or something and like. Italian-Asian cuisine, which, ugh, fusion, which just irritated the heck out of me, because, like, if you can pick one cuisine in the country, in the continent of Europe, why can't you pick one cuisine in the continent of Asia? But anyway, that's, that. that's one Italian restaurant movie. That was, that was in the third week of February. <laughs> and then, the week after that, it's Welcome to Mamas. Again, Russian, Italian restaurant movie kind of thing. And then now this one with Always Amore. Like, how oh my we're, we're working on diversifying the channel, right? We're, we're working on it. It's a slow progress. Really, really slow, considering, like, this is only... We're already four months into 2022, and you... St- We've only had one black l- couple as the lead in the movie. Shoot. May, it's also all white. But anyway. <laughs> um, yeah. Can we also diversify, not just the casting, but can we diversify the cuisine that you guys are, you know, having in your movies? Like, there was this one movie, I don't remember the title, but it starred Danica McKellar. And um, she's like a wedding planner or whatever, saying her neighbor is an adventurer, and he would, like, throw darts at a wall map or something. And wherever the dart landed is where he was going to go next, right? Yeah, can can someone at home, do that (laughs) with the world map? Where they throw a dart at the world map? And whatever wherever the dart lands on is where a cuisine they're going to make. I mean, Italian. I, I love Italian food. I do. I love Italian food. But Chinese is good, too. Chinese food is really, really good. Vietnamese, Japanese, Grecian. I mean... <laughs> Can we please, pretty, 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 pretty please, go for any other cuisine than Italian, please? Um, but anyway, yeah, this is the movie review for Always Amore. Tell me what you guys think. Comment below, like and like, you know, this review review my podcast too if you can <laughs> um this week is going to be really really busy for me i have been saying i am going to review when caused the heart but it just hasn't been happening so i'm hoping to review when caused the heart this week cuz this week's episode i haven't seen it yet but from what i hear from what i understand it is a major storyline for the Canfields, and I love Viv and Natasha. Um, I really want to review this episode, truly. <laughs> um, the, I will be joined later this week by Hallmark Publishing author Stacey Agdern. She had written the Hallmark Publishing book called Love and Latkes, to help me review Hallmark's other new movie that came out this week called Just One Kiss. Oh my God, that movie was perfection. I I just finished watching it just before watching Always Amore today. And I am madly in love with that movie from the outfits to the black and white scenery to the music to the singing to the dancing to the uh, and new york and the moms i mean it's just wonderfully written wonderfully acted great hallmark movie love that movie and i can't wait to talk to stacy agtern about it she will bring it she's from new york so she will bring in some new york sass and she will be talking about that movie with New York eyes. Anyway. Um, next week. There will be two movie reviews coming out. Oh my god. I am so excited. I am excited to see. <laughs> romance in the Run- Runway Romance. Uh, I The plot line for that movie. Reminds me very much of. One of my favorite movies growing up called First Daughter. It starred Katie Holmes and another Hallmark actor, Marcus Lucas. Love that movie and I am so excited. This was starring Philippa Northeast and Brent Doherty. Also, I had already just released my interview with Andrew Walker and Nikki Deloche. Next week, I will be also reviewing their mystery series, *Curious Caterer, *Death for Chocolate*. Um, working on some interviews lined up for next week. I will announce it, probably later next week or something. Anyway, um, the other thing is, y'all, I, I spent a lot of this review talking about *Welcome to Mama's*, which is a Hallmark movie that aired end of February, go watch Station 19. Go watch Station 19 this week and this week and also last week. Daniel DiTomaso, who is the Homic actor who in um, Welcome to Mamas, he is on Station 19. His storyline there is just whoa. And yeah, go watch it. I'm working on getting him on the podcast. We're hoping that I talk to him about Station 19. (laughs) And welcome to Mama's. Anyway, see you guys in a couple of days when we talk about Just One Kiss. Bye.